How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. My name is Ramon, and today I wanted to talk about why I have been MIA from the gym for the better half of going on two weeks now. First off, it started out with just being ill. I was sick, and due to my wife's orders, <laughs> uh, she told me, go ahead and stay home. Don't go to the gym until I'm better. And then after that entire week off, I got back to work. I started feeling better. However, it was just a little bit harder for me to get back on that horse, if that makes any sense. I just, I'm such a stickler for routine and for habit that once I stopped going for that last week, it was just really hard to get back into the swing of things again and finding that motivation and finding that drive. So for myself, I turned to a lot of the tried and true methods that would get me jump started. I turned to my social media, to others that I follow on Instagram who are killing it every day in the gym. I turned to YouTube to listen to other motivational fitness figures out there and just tried to get, tried to ignite that spark once again. Cause I know that once I get going, maybe, maybe it's like a train. Once you gain that momentum, it's, it's very hard to stop. But once you're stopped, it takes, it takes a little bit more energy for me than maybe for others, uh, to get back going again. So that's kind of what has been, has been my excuse or my reason as of late. <laughs> And I don't necessarily think that it's a good thing to take that much time off that isn't planned. Um, it's really good to to stay consistent and to stay on the on the beaten path when it comes to to things like this. It's it's very easy to stray once you take that time away and once you once you really just get into that comfort mode once again. So. That's kind of where I've been with uh, the whole gym thing. I'll be getting back on it starting tomorrow, and I've already sort of put it out there. So whether people are expecting to see a post or people are expecting to see me there uh, in person, I've sort of set my i've I've set that level of accountability out there. So I'll be getting back into the swing of things, and when it comes to to that programming that I was doing though. I was doing a deadlifting program and currently was, well, now two weeks ago, I was supposed to be on to week eight or maybe it was, yeah, I think it was week eight of my 10 week deadlifting program. And then this, this week, uh, yesterday should have been week nine. Um, I'm just not really sure if powerlifting is really going to be my bag 2019. I think that it was really great to to be able to pull 500 again and to even make a 525 pull. But well, I have to go back and think about that now. I might be overestimating what I pulled. I know I for sure guaranteed pulled 515, but I can't remember specifically if I did pull 525. And my goal was to get to 545 
at the completion of this 10 week program. And I just don't, I'm not really motivated to do that. I think that my priorities have shifted. Uh, what I'm seeking in terms of my health and my fitness is more conditioning and more just, I don't know if it's, I'm not really exact on what the, the path would be called. I, I just want to do like maybe more of a bodybuilding uh, muscle growth type programming where I'll build bigger biceps or develop my shoulders, develop my back muscles and really work on things like I stated before, conditioning, building my cardiovascular, conditioning up, uh, building my endurance levels for sure. As my kids are getting older, uh, even though they're they're still both under five years old, um, I feel that they definitely have an untapped source of unlimited energy. And I'm the one who's quickly getting winded trying to keep up with them. So I think that maybe my my powerlifting isn't isn't necessarily something that I want to pursue anymore. I think that it's definitely going to be more endurance and conditioning based training because at the end of the day my goal has always been to be healthier for my children so that I can physically keep up with them and physically be able to to play with them for as long as I can, hopefully, uh, as long as I remain healthy. I, I, I say this because, I mean, growing up as a kid myself, I think that uh, my parents definitely played with my brother and I for as long as they could until it reached a point that, well, we were just getting too big and we were getting too, we, we just had too much energy uh, for them to be able to keep up with us. So I definitely don't want that to be, to be the case for me. I, I want to be able to play with them for as long as I can until they're shoot old enough to, to hopefully be up and out of the house. I mean, I hope to be able to have the energy to, to, to play with my grandchildren. Uh, if, and when the time comes, hopefully later rather than sooner, <laughs> but that's kind of just been my motivating factor. And for some people, I think that maybe their motivator is a physique, uh, a look, or uh, a type of clothing that they want to fit into. But for me, it's just if I have the energy to play with my kids until, say, the streetlights come on or the sun goes down, then whatever I'm looking like physically, whatever I'm fitting into clothing-wise... I'm pretty sure that'll just be, I'll be content with that. And I kind of, I kind of like the, the way that my training has been going, um, the past. Well, I mean, I, I did say that I missed the gym two weeks. However, it wasn't two weeks straight. I did go Wednesday and well, no, I didn't go Wednesday. I went Tuesday was it for some back and bicep work and then I I I want to say I went Monday for chest and triceps and just logging 
the the weight as I'm continuing to pursue sets of ten and trying to lift a little bit more each time. Uh, it's it's been really good to to keep that log and to be able to watch uh, those numbers as they continue to go up. Eventually, I'm I'm gonna hit that plateau. Uh, training is much different, I feel, when it comes to mus- muscular development. I don't really think. Well, I guess it depends on who you ask. I'm no personal trainer. I don't have uh, the scholastic background uh, or the studied or learned background to really be able to to dictate what is the best course of action. But I feel that when it comes to bodybuilding training, that you know, keeping higher sets, sets of ten, and things like that, and breaking down the muscle and building hypertrophy, that that doesn't necessarily um, progress on the bar doesn't necessarily continue to go uh, or to go up. And I think that it's it's much different than powerlifting because with powerlifting, I don't really think you're concerning yourself with reps over attaining the goal of just that one heavy rep. So whatever training approach you're taking, at the end of the day, you're you're really just trying to add maximum weight to the bar to be able to make that attempt once. Um, Bodybuilding, it definitely, you're trying to hit three sets of 10. Powerlifting, you do a five by five, you do three sets of eight one day, or you do eight sets of three, I should say. Um, It's it's much different. Is it going to be more taxing on the joints? We'll see when we get there, when we cross that that bridge and... Because I, I don't think I ever really had many issues with joints or joint issues um, when powerlifting. The weight was heavy, but the reps were really low. And your form definitely had to be spot on, but you weren't pushing yourself to to the point of failure. Whereas a set of 10, usually if it gets really heavy, number 8, 9, and 10 are sometimes poverty reps. I mean, you're... They ain't pretty, but at least you got them in. So I'm interested to see how 2019 is going to go for this sort of weightlifting regimen. I'm I'm putting it out there on the podcast that this is the direction I'm going to be going. So for those who are listening, then they'll know. However, I'm, I'm not putting it out there on my social media. I won't be talking about this course of direction anytime soon because... A lot of times I feel like we set ourselves up for for certain goals and I'm more, I guess I feel I'm more the type that wants to act and be involved with something that I'm I'm driven to accomplish uh, rather than just say it before it's, before I'm even at the halfway point or before I'm even uh, reaching the completion of it. Um, That might be good for some people who need that kind of peer motivation. Uh, They can put things out as soon as they start, but I like to just keep to my own, have my head down and just focus on the work and talk about it when it's, I guess, more become my life. (laughs) I mean, not, well, yeah, (laughs) I just leave it at that, but kind of switching gears and Talking about something a little bit different other than fitness. 
Um, it was just kind of interesting today at work talking with the guys. Um, you know, we have a lot of interesting conversations that I wish I could get on a podcast. However, the logistics just don't really allow for uh, capturing that audio or those conversations. I remember when I, to go off tangent a little bit before I get into the, what I really wanted to talk about. Um, I remember back in the day earlier on in my blue collar career when I was a welder and just some of the conversations you have just shooting the breeze with, with the guys, I always found that they were just so wildly ranging from political to sports to anything and everything. And everybody comes from all different walks of life and they all have very similar opinions uh, when it comes to certain topics. And I always figured it would be really interesting if there was a a sitcom or uh, a radio show or even a comic strip that was sort of highlighting uh, blue collar humor or sort of just blue collar banter. Um, cause again, I mean, you work with individuals with different political beliefs, uh, different spiritual beliefs. And I think that the blue collar industry really allows for people to be blunt and people to be open about their opinions more so because you can just get angry. You're allowed to, to get angry in the working world or in the blue collar world. If you're working in construction or you're you're a welder like I was, unless things have changed, I don't really think they have much, uh, but you're allowed to get angry with your coworkers and to, to be upset and to have a difference of opinion. And some of the most interesting conversations happen in sort of that little cauldron of of a 10 minute break, of a 30 minute lunch, of a one hour lunch, of working five hours straight on the job site, knowing that legally you should be taking a break. However, you have to get something done before the next tradesman comes in because they have to get something done. So you're sort of working through your break or after that long day of overtime and you're out with the guys at some dive bar where, I don't know, it's just, I found myself in some pretty, pretty unique situations. And so it would be it would be a goal of mine to be able to put something like that together where you can just have blue collar workers coming together and talking about just the most random things but i digress and so <laughs> today um we were kind of getting on the topic about and for those of you who are not into nerdy things this might not be up your alley but uh we were talking about the, the Marvel franchise and, you know, they, they're merging with Sony or Disney has acquired Fox or whatever, just some big merger happened and we're on the precipice of Avengers Endgame coming out this year. We have Captain Marvel, I believe, coming out next month and everybody, well, not everybody, but there, there's three or four guys at work who are extremely hype for the, for this movie franchise and a total as a, as a complete whole, as well as 
just science fiction and superhero movies in general. And so I was kind of posing the question of, did DC really mess up after it felt like they were trying to ride on the coattails of what Marvel was doing and had done? I mean, Marvel had in their phase one, Iron Man, Thor, um, Captain America, and gosh, I want to say, I wanted to say the Hulk, but I know that Edward Norton did not come back to, you know, claim his role, but they had those movies and they let you, they let the audience know that there was something bigger on the horizon. And I think that it's very interesting to see a movie house or a company like that sort of project long-term because it seems as if in the entertainment industry, they're just out for a quick cash grab. They make a movie, they expect a certain return, and then it's on to the next one. However, with this franchise, they were signing some pretty big contracts. I think that uh, the man who plays Captain America, he signed a seven-picture deal. So that means seven movies. I'm not exactly sure if some of those can count as being a cameo in a film, but pretty much he would have to be in seven Marvel movies. And I think that was a pretty big deal when hearing the news about that. Most actors, they don't, they're like, do one movie onto the next one. It, it seems as if the lines are really being blurred between uh, series. Like either you were a, a movie actor, you were a TV series actor, or you're a soap opera actor. And it seemed like now those lines are getting kind of blurred because here you are playing the same character across seven films and you're filming every year. I mean, that means you're pretty busy. You're consistently doing the same role different films and it seems as if it's very similar to then a television actor and I think that after their phase one I was kind of wondering if if any of those movies had bombed or just didn't do very well numbers wise like it, it wouldn't have to necessarily bomb but maybe it didn't really kill it in the theaters or in the box office the way that they had wanted it to because for fans it it can be a really great film and and not do uh, great number wise and for producers of a movie if it doesn't do great number wise it doesn't matter it to, to them it might be a failed franchise that they're not willing to reinvest in a second one and that was sort of one of the things that I had heard in another podcast about DC and how they wanted to sort of do something similar with their franchise, bringing the Flash and Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman together and having their standalone films, then bringing them together for that Justice League film, much like the Avengers. Uh, but I felt like they really put that in fast forward. They hinted at uh, Batman versus Superman. For those of you who remember at one of the Comic-Con conventions like way back, and everybody got hyped for that. 
And then they sort of changed the title, like it's Batman, Superman, Dawn of Justice. Like now it's not going to be a fight. And the movie just, I enjoy it because I enjoy those characters. But I don't think it's going to age well if if we look back at this film maybe five years later. And I just think that, well... I don't think in the, in the podcast that I was listening to, they were speaking about how because of how poorly that film did, Batman v Superman, it changed the direction that they were beginning to go with Justice League. That was that was already being filmed. So writers went back to the writing room. They started changing things. I believe that Justice League was supposed to be a three part series, much like Avengers, where it was going to have Justice League, then they were going to introduce Darkseid, and Darkseid was going to sort of maybe not literally do a finger snap like Thanos did, but do something to change the Earth to be like the vision Bruce Wayne had. I mean, spoilers for anybody who's not seen this, but I mean, come on, it's been a while. So if you've not seen it, then, you know, shame on you. But... um to have the earth now look ravaged and barren uh, much like in Bruce Wayne's sort of vision of the future or his dream that he had in Batman v Superman. And then the third one was to be the resolution where I believe they were going to solve or fix whatever had been done, much like many of us are anticipating with Avengers Endgame. So that three movie story arc sprinkled in with solo films to introduce other characters. Um, they were going to have the flash movie. Uh, Aquaman's already come out. They already had wonder woman and the second wonder woman. I don't know if it's already done being filmed or if it's going to be released this year. Um, but yeah, because Batman v Superman sort of tanked, it changed it. I don't know if there's going to be another Avengers. I mean, not Avengers, I'm sorry. If there's going to be another Justice League film, to be honest. Um, or if there'll be a Cyborg standalone film. I don't know if The Flash has been put on hold for now. They're going to be releasing Shazam, which I think is a risky move. For those who are huge fans of DC, okay, great. Hopefully it does well. But, again, I feel like they're really trying to jump ahead and skip a lot of steps that Marvel didn't. Marvel really laid a thick foundation with their Phase 1 movie. And then they started releasing other films, Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't had no idea what Guardians or who the Guardians of the Galaxy were that movie comes out, instantly a fan, not really a fan of the second one, just as a disclaimer, putting that out there. But the first one, I've, I felt it was amazing. I, I think I saw it twice in theaters. And now they're beginning to introduce like a whole slew of other comic book characters that I had never even heard of, but because they've, they're they've got me interested so much in this universe that they've created and that they've built and they have these crossovers with other characters that are, have already been established 
Um, I just feel like DC didn't have that. They didn't. They didn't lay that groundwork. They just sort of thought that. Well, you know who Batman is. You know who Superman is. We don't need to lay any foundation for them. Here's the Flash. Here's Aquaman. And we'll do their standalone films later. Let's just slap them all together. And everybody's supposed to just be in this cohesive type of type of film. And I don't think it really worked. I don't think it worked out the way that they had probably hoped that it would. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. I was hyped for... Ben Affleck to come back as Batman. But again, I've heard that he won't be that the next Batman film that'll be coming out is actually going to be like a younger, a younger Bruce Wayne. So they'll, they're going to recast the character. Uh, Ben Affleck, I think he signed a three, a three picture deal, but some of those might be able to, be utilized or might be able to be sort of checked off uh, if he does cameos. Again, I'm not 100% on the specifics, but with Birds of Prey coming out, which is the Harley Quinn spinoff from Suicide Squad, uh, if Ben Affleck makes a cameo as Batman in that film, maybe that'll count as one of his three. And then I think there's still a go for filming Batgirl. So maybe he'll make another appearance in that and that'll then he'll just be done. Uh I think that they really they really messed it up to to put it to put it plainly. They could have really developed uh a really great franchise that probably could have competed with Marvel because the characters are very strong, very popular characters. Um, but then it gets down to relatability as well. I think that the reason Marvel is such a popular superhero or comic book series is because the characters are more relatable. The everyday people who become super and you have to, you can see how they can, they have to go through life now finding their, their place while also having these these powers and DC just feels like a lot of the superheroes, at least the main ones, I mean they're alien or they're they're godlike. And it's not really so much a kid like Spider Man who gets bit by a radioactive spider and now he's gotta figure out his path. Um but that's sort of <laughs> excuse me, that's sort of getting really really on the deep end with things, but I kind of just wanted to switch it up and just talk about something a little bit different. I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but I definitely feel like the evolution of what it is that I'm doing with these episodes, it's definitely going to reach that fork in the road of the direction that I'm going to be going. I'm actually sitting in a space that will be the future studio for the podcast. Uh, if it sounds a little echoey, it's because I've not yet started on the sound treatment for the room or for the space yet. Uh, there's definitely no video 
with this because well, the space is not video ready. And I just want to, I guess, find the voice of the podcast that I don't feel it's going to be 100% fitness and health because I'm not a personal trainer. I can talk about what it is that I'm doing in regards to health and fitness. I can talk about what it is I'm doing in regards to training, but I can't really give anybody with confidence um, pointers on what they should be doing, how they should approach their health and fitness. I can definitely have people on, which I've had in the past. I mean, I've had Alyssa, I've had Justin, I've had Russ, I've had Coach Heidi. And these people are just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to, to health and fitness because it's their business to be knowledgeable. It's their business to, to share that knowledge with people. Um, but I just feel like mine is more, it's what I'm doing. It's the direction that I'm going in with fitness, uh, but not career-wise. And a lot of these other topics and a lot of these other things uh, that really resonate with me um, are not always fitness-related. Like today's podcast, for example, was definitely definitely something out there. Um, for those of you guys who were, may have been expecting a, a health and fitness-related episode, but I'm going to go ahead and cut it here. I want to thank you guys for continuing to listen. If you made it to the end, kudos onto you. I hope that you guys leave me a, a like, a thumbs up, a five-star rating, wherever it is you're consuming this podcast. Leave that positive feedback. Or you can find me on my Instagram at Ramon underscore Campamore. Always welcome to slide in those DMs with any podcast topic suggestions, constructive criticism, or just sending positivity, positive vibes. But that's it for now. And as always, till next time, see ya.